This is Sounds Like Adventure, an actual play podcast all about fun roleplay, short runtimes, and great sound design. I'm your host and DM, Jack Trainer, and I'm joined by my co-hosts and players, Jacob Sirachi and China Venzel. Hey! Welcome to the very first episode of Sounds Like Adventure. So we're going to get into it so soon, but there's three really small things I just want to let you know before we jump in. So this is Sounds Like Adventure. It's an actual play podcast. And if this is your first time listening to that genre, or you've never heard of D&D before, Dungeons and Dragons, don't worry, I'll take you along on the journey. But basically, we use that game to tell a cool fantasy story. And the three things you need to know. So number one, short run times. An episode is never going to go for more than 40 minutes. Number two, fun roleplay. We emphasize roleplay way more than we do dice rolls. And number three, great sound design. So I make podcasts, it's my day job, but this is my side project, this is fun. So we're going nuts, we're doing everything. But with all that in mind, let's say a big welcome to Jacob and Chai. How are we doing? Uh, Are we recording yet? Is that it? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sorry, was that your real thing you were saying? (laughs) That was his bit, that was his bit. Oh my God. Threw me off the off the map right there with that one. I, I had to pause because I was like, wait, is he the, oh no, he's doing a bit. And then I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so there you go. Everything you need to know. So with all that in mind, let's get into episode one of Sounds Like Adventure. The shadowy dealings of the Brothers Macumbra. Welcome to the city of Ethel Grove. Nestled deep within the flooded forest of Maya, Ethel Grove is a city founded on tragedy. Long ago, two communities came together after a flood threatened to end their existence. An unrelenting, and some say unnatural, surge of water that today the residents of Ethel Grove call the Maya Fall. When things looked at their most dire, from high in the trees, the elusive and bird-like Aarakocra descended and saved their land-dwelling neighbours and formed the beginning of a new society. Ethel Grove. Many centuries have passed, and in that time the city has flourished into a multi-tiered community that extends from the marshland below to the branches of the towering trees above, with paths cutting through trees and great elevators leading up into the canopy. But Ethel Grove also hides many secrets, such as ancient artifacts that hold unknown powers, shadowy societies manipulating unseen events, and a museum that seemed to appear as if from nowhere. But for two brothers, there was no secret greater than what happened to the Runai. In a city filled with secrets, an organisation like the Runei thrived. They were focused on seeking out paranormal events and protecting dangerous items. And in Ethel Grove, they found themselves with more than enough work. Until the day they vanished. The only two members of the Runei left are known as the Brothers Macumbra. In an effort to keep their ear to the ground for the Runei, the brothers have been posing as private detectives for years. But on the day that the Runei vanished, they were forced to go legit. 
and they've been tailing divorcees and hunting down the rebellious children of aristocrats ever since. Until one day, they received a letter. A letter signed by none other than the shadowy leader of the Runai, a person known only as Necktie. And as they sat in their office and opened the letter, the quest to find out what happened to the Runai began. McCumbris, I hope this letter finds you well. It troubles me terribly that I'm unable to reveal myself to you. But one must keep up appearances, and I will remove my veil when the time is right. But in the meantime, our quest to restore the Runai must continue. But I'm glad to report to you that I've found one avenue that I believe will bear fruit. I found references to information that was placed in the very event that we find ourselves in the compromise of our organization. I searched for the location of this hidden information and after many failed endeavors, all clues point to only one place, the Hall of Electric Curiosity, the prestigious museum within our very own city of Ethel Grove. Hidden within the hall is an artwork that contains coded instructions on how to restore the Runai. As you know, entrance to the Hall of Electric Curiosity is greatly restricted And on most days of the year, it is all but impossible for commoners such as yourselves to enter, except for the annual day of electricity, when the museum is open to all comers. I have secured the two of you a personal tour of the museum, led by none other than the museum curator himself, Indifference Jones. You are to assume the identities of young art buyers from the neighboring gallery of La Centre de la Chance. As Indifference leads you through the museum, you must surreptitiously use his knowledge to find the location of the artwork with the runic eye. Once you've found the location, you must reveal the information and abscond with it in tow. The future of the runi depends on it. Yours fondly, Necktie. All right, so here we are, session one. Let's get started. So earlier today, you guys jumped into one of those carriages that drives around the city of Ethel Grove. And you headed straight to the Hall of Electric Curiosity. You look out the window of the cart as you move through the streets and pass around and through the trunks of trees. And when we join you, you guys have just arrived at the museum. The cart comes to a stop. There's sort of this magical, mechanical sound. And you guys hop down out of the cart and you take in the majestic sight that is the Hall of Electric Curiosity. So, to start out, can I get you each to describe what your characters look like, who they are and what they look like? So, Jacob, let's start with you. I'm playing Otis McCumbra. He's a loxodon or elephant person. He has sort of piercing blue eyes that contrast his darker gray skin tone. He's usually sort of in a dapper suit, very well-dressed, and he does have one tusk, which is half of it broken off, so it's quite shorter than the other, that has been broken since birth. And Chai, can you describe your character? 
Siok is about six foot four, tabaxi, basically a cat person with black fur, and white stripes and silver eyes. Siok is uh, quite different from his brother. Um, Siok is rather subtle and prefers a sneaky approach. Since he was raised by Loxodons, adopted by Ordis's parents, his personality is a bit different from his education. Today, he's wearing a well-tailored suit that says, I'm so stinking rich, I dress in a way that only other stinking rich people even recognize. And so, just to be clear, he's a tabaxi, but believes he's a loxodon? He was raised by loxodons, and he believes himself to be part of the herd. Great. So essentially, we have a loxodon, an elephant man, and a tabaxi, a cat man, who are brothers. Yes. How could we think anything different? Of course. So as you guys look around in front of you is the towering gate of the um, Hall of Electric Curiosity. It's covered in vines and the gates usually locked tight, but it's thrown wide to the small crowd of excited people who are lining up to enter the museum. Beyond the gates, you can see rows of uh, tightly grouped hedges on either side of a path leading up to some regal purple doors, which like the gates are held invitingly open at this point. And the building itself, it shows, you know, curved surfaces, there's pillars and there's vines thriving all over them. And that gives the museum its electric feel. But back at the front gate, there is a pavilion set up with two desks under it. One has the bulk of the crowd lining up in both in front of it and past it, queuing into the museum. And there's a sign hanging above that and it says general admission. And the other one only has a few people nearby. They're not actually lined up. They're sort of just milling around. And above it is a sign that says personalized tours. So what are you guys, what are you guys up to? One of my big hands, um, I put a hand on Siok's shoulder, steering him towards the personalized tours. So as you guys approach the desk, there's like seated behind it is this snooty looking elf with uh, perfectly coiffed hair. Uh, they're wearing uh, a pair of black dress pants, white dress shirt, blue jacket, green tie, uh, sitting rigidly at the chair reading a book and uh, seems to be uh, clearly trying not to pay attention to anyone who's coming past. As we um, as we get up to the thing, um, Otis does like the difficult <clears throat> but it being as big as he is it, it comes out a lot louder and a lot more stern than he intends the elf doesn't look up and just takes a deep sigh general admission is that away uh, um well sir we, we are not we are not general admission but tell him Siok do we look like these plebs to you <laughs> Please get in line with everybody else. We are here for the personalized tour. Jack, do we have um, any documentation to say that we're supposed to be on a personalized tour? No. Cool. He takes another deep sigh and he snaps his book shut. Names, please. 
Well, we're the, the Macumber brothers. Surely you've heard of us. All right, I'll look on the list. I'm sure your name is not there. It's ridiculous. He starts like, you know, doing that thing where his fingers are flicking across the pages and he comes down. Macumbra, Macumbra, no, no, no. Oh. Well, it looks like you do have a tour with the curator. Oh, my dear. Apologies, my sirs. Right this way, right this way. Stands up quickly and starts, like, immediately becomes groveling and pathetic. Um, he stands up and he removes a clip from a velvet rope and beckons for you to follow him. He's uh, crumpled and bent over. What do you guys do? Uh, that um, Otis is, is, like, trying to placate him in the sense of, oh, it, it, it's, it's okay, sir, it's okay. Uh, don't, no harm, no harm done. Isn't that right, Leo? On the contrary, brother. <laughs> we are due some respect. Yes, but how is he to know? By checking his list, obviously. That helped. And that he didn't realize the error of his ways. Now, I do not think he needs any more punishment. Do you, good sir? And he <laughs> leans like towering. Keeping in mind that uh, Otis is about seven and a half feet tall, so he is quite tall. <laughs> I'm dreadfully, dreadfully sorry. I'm sure you understand, though. The gates only open but once a year. And as you can see, he looks over very derisively at the, the group of uh, just normal-looking people. Uh, we get all kinds of ruffians and ne'er-do-wells and undesirables trying to get and enter the hall. If it up to me... I'd have them all executed on the spot. Yeah, um, uh, yeah Otis, Otis uh, yeah, puts a big hand on his shoulder and goes, well, that is a colourful opinion, sir. Uh, back to your duties. Follow me, my good men. <laughs> Our opinion doesn't differ that much. It's just uh, maybe including a broader spectrum of riffraff, <laughs> if you catch my drift. <laughs> Otis's uh, trunk sort of slaps his own face as he shakes his head <laughs> and follows his brother into the, after the elf. Follow me, my good gentleman. Let's uh, head on into the museum. Uh, as you guys approach uh, both sides of the path, you can see the sprawling gardens. On your right is the line of general admittance. All kinds of people chatting and uh, clearly in cheerful moods. They just seem like regular folk to you guys. You know, all types of shapes and sizes and races. Some are looking over to you guys and they're clearly wondering why you've been able to skip the line. But most are just minding their own business as you guys approach the museum. So uh, then the elf uh, chimes in again. Might I ask, what brings you? to our hallowed hall today, sirs, to get such a prestigious tour with the curator himself. What do you think brings us here? It is not for one such as I to think on matters such as yourselves, uh, great individuals, but if I were to guess, I would imagine that you're coming to look upon the beautiful art and the exhibitions that we have within the hall. Well, of course, indeed, sir. Well, aren't you a sharp one? <laughs> yes, yes wit, wit unlike any other. But, uh, good sir, how, how often did you get to look at the 
the art. Well, you see, one such as I, I'm an employee of the museum, so I, I visit the museum every day. I'm allowed to enter. And it's why on a day such as this, when the doors are cast wide to any who decide to enter these hallowed halls, fills me with distaste, if I must say so myself. And here I am sitting outside on the street, uh, we were watching these people while they get to enter and cast their eyes upon the beautiful artwork. It fills me with much disquiet. Speaking of eyes, we represent a group of people who's very interested in iconography of eyes. Indeed. Any kind. Any kind? Any style. Any style. But we're currently looking for one more, let's say antique depictions of eyes at the moment to to complete our collection. Uh, you said you've spent a lot of time looking at things with your eyes. Perchance you've seen a piece that could fit my description? Oh, yes. We've clearly refined art uh, enjoyers yourselves. It's a common motif the eye isn't it uh, i'm sure you will find many pieces in the collective one of the galleries within the hall that contains eyes though i, I can't quite say that i know exactly what you're referring to however might i say there is one room within the museum that even one such as i only get to see once a year as well It's usually only reserved to the great and noble curator in Difference Jones, the Menagerie. It's a room that becomes available. I've been in there but once last year on the Day of Electricity, and it is absolutely breathtaking. Remarkable room, all kinds of remnants of creatures that were once alive and artwork that is so rare and refined that we could not even store it in rooms where workers such as I could see on a daily basis. It's only the refined artistic palette of Indifference Jones that can look upon it regularly, of course. Will we get that by chance? Do you know if it is part of our personalized experience? Brother, I would expect to see only the best pieces. We're here on business, you know. We represent quite a consortium of very rich and established art collectors. So I suppose we will be seeing everything we want and just the finest of it. As you say, Rich, he, he stands up a bit straighter and he drums his fingers together very excitedly. <laughs> Uh, and um, yeah, Otis, uh, right you are, brother, right you are. Uh, now, uh, continue, Mr. Sorry, I didn't catch your name. My name, of course, it is uh, Mega Mugambo, is my name. <laughs> well, Mr. Mugambo, lead us through, please. Of course, and I must, I must agree with your dear brother getting a tour with the curator. I'm sure you will have seen only the best. I, do, I am aware that there are some preparations being made to the menagerie as we speak, and it's, it's perhaps only going to be available a little later in the day, but I'm sure there will be ample time for you to visit the menagerie. I'm sure we'll get our time, one way or the other. 
I'm not sure what that means, but anyway. <laughs> All right. Here we are. And he gestures towards the, the doors which you've made it up to. Um, and uh, you guys can venture inside the Hall of Electric Curiosity. So as you enter the museum, you find yourself in the main hallway. See people entering the museum, they're dispersing around, excited to take a look at what's hidden in the reclusive hall. You see some double doors on your right. Looks like it leads to some type of food hall. Up ahead, you see some windows with light shining in, beautiful tiled floors around. And as you're wondering what to do, uh, you notice on a door on your left opening, and a man with thinning hair. He's wearing a ruffled poet shirt. He comes walking out. He's flanked on either side by some people wearing similar clothes to the elf who showed you in. You know, either green waistcoats, suspenders, blue jackets, the green ties. Uh, and the man in the ruffled shirt is speaking to the others. No, no, no. Don't you understand? Peaches, they're out. There's no room for peaches anymore. The value is crashing. It's all about plums at the moment. Move all of our assets into plums. That's what the people are talking about. That's what they need. He, as he says this, he looks over and notices both of you. Ah, well, if it isn't our fine representatives of La Centre de la Chance. Good day to you both. It's a pleasure and a privilege to have you both here. My name is Indifference Jones, and I am the curator of this fine foundation, and I will be leading your tour today. The very first episode of Sounds Like Adventure is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you like what you heard, I have some really great news. Episode two is already available. It's sitting there in the feed waiting for you right now. So when you're done here, head over there, listen to episode two. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the show as well so you don't miss any episodes. And if you really, really liked what you heard, I would absolutely love if you could leave a five-star review. It's, it's shocking how much of an impact that has, but that is one of the biggest things you can do to show your support for the show and it helps so much but one more thing before i let you go so to celebrate the launch of sounds like adventure we are doing an amazing giveaway on our socials right now it's a prize pack of all kinds of awesome dungeons and dragons goodies i think you're gonna love it for example there is one of those new deck of many things packs that's about to come out this is the alternate cover version as well which looks just amazing there's dice from Roll with Advantage. There's more D&D source books. The whole pack is worth nearly $450. There is a whole bunch of cool stuff there. So head over to our socials. Easiest way to get there is to just go to soundslike.show. All the links are there. Head over to any of them. There'll be a post there that explains everything that you need to do to enter and the terms and conditions are there as well. All right, enter while you can. But in the meantime, episode two of Sounds Like Adventure is coming up right now. It's in your feed, ready to go. Just press play.